0: Good morning, Ridge family. It's good to see all you soggy people this morning. No, thanks for coming out and on a rainy day. Appreciate you guys being here. It's good to see you uh, after Christmas season and uh, New Year celebrations. good to kind of feel like we're coming all back together again uh, as one family. So it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Before we jump into our message, I want to I talk to you about our 21 days of prayer. This is something that we do every year at this time, just to really kind of enter into the, the new year in the right posture, and to make sure our heart is in the right posture before our Lord. And 21 days of prayer, one of our core values here at The Ridge is that prayer precedes the process, okay? We say that a lot around here, because before we ever make a major decision, before we ever step into a major project or, or take a major step of faith, we always stop, we pause for just a moment to allow prayer to proceed that process, to come before the Lord in prayer and, and to make sure we're hearing from him and hearing his guidance and hearing his heart. And so the beginning today and for the next 21 days, we will collectively, as the body of Christ, seek God every single day in prayer, asking him to increase our faith for the future that he has planned for us, okay? We're calling this faith for the future. We believe God has a perfect plan, right? For every individual and for every church, right? And for his church and through prayer, we want to uh, make sure our minds and our hearts are in alignment with his will. And so church, I wanna ask you to commit to join us today and for the next 21 days as we pray before God. And you can, if you want something to kind of remind you or something to kind of follow, we have... prepared a 21 Days of Prayer prayer guide. You can go to our website and find that and download that. Uh, just go to the www.theridge.cc uh, and there on the front page, just scroll down a little bit, you'll find 21 Days of Prayer. You can download that prayer guide. It's going to give you some prayer points to pray through as you're praying over the next 21 days. Okay, And then on January 27th, we're going to have a special night of worship and prayer. It's a Friday night. We're going to come here and we're going to worship God and we're going to pray to him uh, that he would continue to build our faith and that our hearts and our minds would be in alignment with his will for this coming uh, this coming year. So looking forward to that. And uh, I just want us to start by doing that t- t- again today. If you just bow your heads, we're going we're gonna to start in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the power of prayer, Father, that we have the privilege uh, as your children to come before you and to lift up our prayers to you. And Father, we know that you are a God that not only hears and listens to our prayers, but Father, you answer those prayers according to your will and in your time. And so Father, we thank you for this brand new year that we have before us. And Father, we know that you're a God that's cont- Continually working out your plan for our lives individually, but also, Father, the vision that you've placed upon this church. And so, Father, we pray for unity that Father, that we would be as one in this body. And that Father, you would pour out your wisdom. We lean not on our own understanding, but we acknowledge you in all of our ways. And so we ask for your wisdom. We ask for your favor that your will would be done. And Father, you are the God that gives good gifts to your children. And so we're asking this morning, for your provisions, Father, that that you would meet the need for whatever it is you're calling us to do this year. And that, Father, above all, everything that we do, everything that we say, Father, the places that we might go, Father, as the body of Christ, that it would bring honor and glory to you and lift up the name of Jesus Christ so that he may draw all men to himself. And we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. All right, today is the second week in our New Year's series called Faith for the Future. Okay, this is going to this series is going to introduce us to our spiritual emphasis, okay, and our priorities as a church for 2023. You see, every year months leading up to the New Year, our elders get together and we pray asking God to reveal anything that we need to really lean into as a church, a spiritual discipline, maybe a spiritual practice that he wants us to focus on as a church in the upcoming year. And so for 2023, we really believe the Lord is leading us into this idea of building our faith now for a future that he has planned for this church. Okay. From Genesis to revelation the Bible teaches that that uh, God's future plans begin by trusting him right now trusting him today our God is a God who is always working always unfolding his plan for his people both in the present and for the future Philippians 1:6 says he who began a good work in you will carry it on today tomorrow and to completion until the day Of Christ Jesus and so as believers in Christ you and I don't say things like okay Lord when you reveal the complete plan to me the whole plan for my life when you show me the 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 finish line then I'll trust you we we don't say things like okay God I'll take a step but only when I know where my foot is going to land okay that's not faith at all as believers in Jesus Christ we walk differently than others in this world We say, Lord, I know you have a plan and I know you're good. So I know your plan is good. And so I'm gonna take a step even when I don't know where my foot is gonna land. You see, that's faith. Martin Luther King Jr. said this, faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. That's what it means to have faith. Faith is knowing that God is who he says he is in his word and that he's gonna do all that he said he will do. Faith is essential when it comes to our spiritual development and our growth in Christ. You see, faith is what makes followers of Jesus different from any other group of people on the face of the earth. The Bible reminds us that as followers of Christ, we don't walk by what we see. We we don't walk by how we understand things. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Faith is what allows us to grow in Christ and go for Christ wherever he leads. Faith is that thing that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 17, that even when it's the size of a what? Mustard seed, that it gives us the ability to say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Faith can be so powerful, Jesus said, that nothing will be impossible. But that has to be inside of us. Faith has to be present inside of us. A few years ago, my youngest son, Kason, got a a remote control truck. Uh, for a gift. And it was one of those kind of big ones that go about 30, 40 miles an hour. I mean, this thing would fly. And he, kept it, he, he drove it all over the place, the yard, the house, right into my ankles several times, and uh, had a, had a good-sized battery. And when the battery is fully charged, man, this thing would move, but it would die pretty quickly. And then when it would, you would remove the battery, you'd plug it into a special charger. Within a few hours, it was ready to go again. But one day, we put the battery on the charger, we took it out, we put it in the truck, nothing happened. The wheels didn't turn, the truck didn't move an inch. We found out that the battery uh, had failed completely, that it would no longer hold uh, a charge. Now that was a little sad because my son loved this uh, remote control truck and, and he really wanted to, to play with it and I said, look, I said, don't, don't sweat it, I'll, I'll, just, I'll order you and get you a new battery. And like a good dad, I completely forgot to do that. <laughs> for a long time. And that truck sat on a shelf in our garage for about a year. I know, I'm good, Dad. Don't <laughs> judge me. One day I remembered, though, and we finally ordered this, um, this battery, charged it up for a few hours, put it right back in the truck, and he was back to, to driving this thing all over the place, including my ankles, which maybe I deserved, right? Here's my point. Things that are powered by batteries only work when those batteries are present and when they are charged, okay? The same is true with our faith. It only works when it's first of all present in us and when it's alive through us, when it's charged. Without faith, there's not much we can do from a spiritual standpoint. Hebrews eleven six says, it's impossible to even please God without faith. Amen. Did you know that? Without faith, we can't even please our Heavenly Father. Our faith allows us to grow in Christ, and our faith allows us to go for Christ in order to accomplish what God has called us and prepared for us to do in advance. Faith is what allows us to walk not according to what we see, not according to what we understand, but faith is that thing that allows us to to walk according to what we believe. Henry David Thoreau said, if I seem to walk out of step with others, it's because I'm listening to another drumbeat. That's an exact description of faith. As followers of Christ, we grow and we go as if we're listening to a different drumbeat, ultimately as if we're living for a different purpose because that's exactly what we're doing. And so for the next four weeks, we're gonna talk about what it means to have a faith that prepares us for the future by trusting God today. And as we go, we're gonna take some significant steps. We're gonna talk about where God is leading us as a church and maybe the leaps of faith that we're gonna to have to take together to get where he is leading us. Now, sometimes there may be some steps that we're gonna to have to take without even knowing where our foot is gonna land. And to do that, we're going to, um, work through some verses in one of the most well-known chapters in the book of the in the book in the Bible, Hebrews chapter 11. So if you have your Bibles and you want to follow along this morning, go ahead and find Hebrews chapter 11. We'll begin there in just a moment. Hebrews 11 is is often called the Hall of Faith. Now you sports fans will be familiar with the Hall of Fame. This chapter is called the Hall of Faith because it highlights several Old Testament heroes who displayed tremendous faith in their walk and their devotion to God. Names like Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Rahab, David, and many others. Hebrews chapter 11 centers on what faith really is. And it begins right out of the gate in the very first verse, we're given a definition of faith that we should always remember. And here it is, Hebrews chapter 11, verse one. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. What I want us to do is I want us to dissect and break down that definition. Okay, there's, there's really two parts. The author focuses on these two critical aspects of faith. And the first one is really just the the first half of this definition, the assurance of things hoped for. Okay, so what does that mean? The the word assurance here in the Greek is translated to mean confidence or success. It conveys the idea of a firm foundation or having absolute trust in something or someone. So let's, on a very basic level, we can have faith faith that we're all in this room together right now, right? I don't think anybody here is actually taking a walk somewhere else at a park or driving down the road or you're not home in bed right now, right? I mean, now you guys watching online might be home in bed and that's okay, it's a good day to do that, right? But all of us here in this room, we have faith that we're here. We have faith that there's a roof over our head. We don't even have to look up. Yes, some of you just looked up. (laughs) But we know there's a roof there because we're not getting rained on right now. You came into this room and with faith, you sat down in a chair, probably didn't even think about it, sat right down in that chair, having faith that it was going to hold you up when you sat down. On a very basic level, that's faith. But what we're talking about is much deeper than that. A spiritual faith goes beyond rooms and roofs and and chairs that we sit in. Having a spiritual faith, that is the, the assurance of things hoped for really helps us not only understand our present circumstances, what's going on in our life right now, but also what the future may hold for us in Christ. Okay. And here's what I mean. Right now we are in the midst of of global unrest. I I think we can all agree on that, that there's, there's economic crisis, there's political division, there's social turmoil all around us. And in many ways... It seems our world is is unstable. It feels like it's falling apart. Yet even with all that's going on as followers of Christ, you and I can still have a rock solid, unshakable faith that even when the world seems out of control, God is still in control. Amen? He is. That's what's inside of us that gives us that assurance. And not only that, but we can have a full assurance that leads to a hope that this world is not all there is, that there is something greater yet to come. Now, this world has some nice things, right? And we can enjoy those nice things. God gives us some gifts to enjoy in this life. But the truth is, we weren't created to live in this world forever. We, We won't fit in this life forever. You see, there's another place, that we were really designed for, that our soul was designed for. And there, our soul can find absolute peace and absolute rest and experience complete joy in the presence of Christ. You see, we can endure this world and all that comes with this world because faith in us tells us that there's something greater yet to come. If you're taking notes, get this, faith gives us the assurance of hope for something greater. You see, faith was the reason why D.L. Moody, on his deathbed, said this, I see earth receding. Heaven is opening. God is calling me home. Home. He he was moments from dying. All the life that he had experienced at that moment was, was now behind him. Yet in those last moments, he said, God is calling me to my home, to the place that I was created for, to the place I will find rest forevermore. See, that's what faith does for us. Perhaps in the darkest moments of our life, faith gives us the assurance of things hoped for. The second part of this definition of faith is the conviction of things not seen. A conviction of things that we cannot see. That word conviction in the Greek, it refers to evidence presented in an argument or in a case, kind of like a court case. And so faith is evidence presented or an argument given for that which is not yet seen. It's it's a certainty that we have, a conviction that we hold of something that we cannot physically see or sometimes even understand. All right, now while you try to get your mind around that, I'm gonna give you a story that will help. Story of a young girl and her younger brother who were riding a train for the first time and they were going to visit some family members. The route of this particular train crossed several wide rivers along the way. And as the train approached the first river crossing, all the little boy could see out his side window was the river in which the train was running parallel, but the river was getting closer and closer and closer. And the boy began to wonder. He began to worry. He he didn't understand how this train was going to get through or get over this water, this body of water. His older sister tried to explain. She said, you don't have anything to worry about. We'll make it across just fine. But as the train got closer and closer to that river crossing, as the river's edge drew closer, the young boy became more and more nervous to the point where he he closed his eyes and he held his breath and he clenched his fists and his sister was right there beside him trying to reason with him. We're going to be fine. You don't have to do this. Just wait and see. We're going to make it across the river. And of course, the train, as it approached the river, it passed right over smoothly and safely by means of a strongly constructed steel bridge. The young boy slowly opened his eyes. He he unclenched his fists. Several more times, the train safely crossed over river crossings with no problem, no issues. Finally, the young boy leaned back in his seat took a deep breath. He said to his sister, I'm okay now. Someone has put bridges all along the way for us. You see, that's what faith is. In this life, you and I will face some troubles. Some of you are in that right now. You're facing things that you never thought you would face. You're in situations and circumstances and you're not sure how you got here, how this all happened you're struggling you're asking why doubt is is creeping in in this life we're going to face challenges and sometimes maybe you can relate to this it it may seem uncertain how how am i going to get through this how how am i ever going to get past this how how am i going to how am i going to overcome this it's it's too difficult too painful but as we move through life and this comes with maturity and growth, we find that God gets us through those difficult times that he has already built bridges all along the way for us. And while it may not always be we, be, we may not always be able to see it, we may not always be able to see the path, understand God's plan, our conviction, our faith gives us this evidence of things we cannot see. The Bible promises that one day the Lord will fulfill every one of his promises. And, on, and when that day comes, there'll be no more troubles, no, no more suffering, no more fear, no more death. Paul talks about that day in 1 Corinthians 13. He says, now, meaning in this present life, now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But then, meaning the day we stand before the Lord, we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial, it's, it's incomplete. But then I will know everything completely just as God now knows me completely. You see, there is coming a day when you and I will have perfect understanding. That's the day we stand before the Lord. But until that day comes to pass, our faith right now in this life in Christ is what produces a conviction of things hoped for and things not yet seen. So if you're taking notes, write this down. Faith is building on what you know in the present so that you can reach what you know is eternal. How's your faith? What what, what did you do last year to build your faith? What's happening in your life right now, either good or maybe not so good? That's an opportunity to build your faith. It may not feel pleasant. It may not feel good, but God is good and his plan is good. Do we believe that? Or do we just like to say it because it sounds good when things are going good? What about when they're not? What about when our life is speeding ahead and we see trouble on the left and trouble on the right, and we're just not sure if we're ever gonna be able to get through it or over it. Is God still good? Is his plan still good? In faith, we say, yes, it is. And I will continue to follow him. Verse two. Verse two really begins to set up the rest of the chapter. It turns the light of faith on people of old, meaning in the Old Testament. Let's read verse two. For by it, meaning by faith, the people of old receive their commendation. That word commendation means approval. It's talking about eternal approval, eternal commendation, instead of the opposite of that, which is eternal condemnation. And it's important for us to to remember there's only two options, right? There's commendation, that's approval through Christ, or condemnation. On the day of judgment, we will either be approved in Christ, through Christ, or we'll be condemned without Christ. Now this verse, verse 2, tells us how people in the Old Testament received that commendation or that approval. And I hear this question a lot. People say, how did people in the Old Testament experience salvation, This would have been an important question to the original audience of this this letter. They would have wondered, what about Abraham? What about Moses? What about Gideon? How were they included in God's stories of grace and mercy when they lived and died thousands of years before Jesus Christ? Well, the author makes it very plain that the men and women of the Old Testament received their approval of their commendation because they exercised faith. The Apostle Paul said the same thing in Romans 4 3. What does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. The redeemed from Israel who lived before the death and resurrection of Jesus were saved because they put their faith in Jehovah God and his plan. Their faith was a a messianic type of faith. And when we read their stories, we see saving faith in them. They had within them the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. And as we begin to move through Hebrews chapter 11, we won't get through the whole chapter, but as we begin to move through, you're going to see story after story after story of men and women of old who had tremendous faith. Though they didn't know uh, Jesus Christ personally, they didn't walk with him personally, they had assurance of, of something to hope for, that a Messiah was coming, a Savior was coming, and he was gonna be the answer to all of their sin issues, all of their problems. He was gonna be the answer to eternity. And so in these people of old, the men and women of old, we see the assurance of faith, things that gave them hope, And then also the convictions of things they did not yet see. That's the power of faith. And then in our last verse for today, verse three, the author turns the spotlight from the men and women of old and he puts it right on me and you. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. You see, the author indicates here that just as we began our walk with Christ alone, we, we, we embraced it by faith. We also embraced the word of God through faith. That's the key of developing a biblical worldview. Obviously, you and I were not eyewitnesses to the creation of the world, right? Was anybody there? I missed that one, okay? We weren't there, we weren't eyewitnesses when God spoke the the world into existence. When he placed the stars and the planets in their place, we were not there, but it's in faith that we affirm the story of divine creation found in scripture, and because of faith, we have the assurance that everything that does exist exists to give honor and glory to God forever and ever. We believe those things, and we know those things, not because we've seen them, not because of our sight, but because of our faith. So church, how is your faith? What is building your faith right now? What's giving you the assurance of hope? What conviction do you have in your heart of things not yet seen? I believe this year that God is leading our church to take bigger steps of faith than perhaps we have in a long time. Not for our glory, not for the good of us necessarily only, but for his glory, to lift up the name of Jesus. You see, God has been so good to the rich. He's been good to this body of believers. The last couple of years, we've had our fair share of struggles just like every church. But God never let us down, not even for a moment. He was always there. I don't know about you, but over the last couple of years, it's been tough, but my faith has grown. As I've seen time and time again, God come through to give us exactly what we needed right at the moment we needed it. He never failed us, not even for a moment. How how can we not have a stronger faith, walking through those times? You see, all along the way, God made bridges where we didn't think there would be any bridges. He made a way when we didn't think there would be a way. The same thing is true for you. He will make a way. He has provided bridges. And so over the next few weeks, You and I are gonna talk more and more about what it means to build this faith as the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of of things not yet seen. We're gonna talk about important steps of faith we're gonna take as the body of Christ. And it starts right now by trusting that God is good and that he's got a good plan for you, your life, your circumstance, and a good plan for us as the body of Christ. Would you please stand to your feet as we pray and prepare to worship dear Heavenly Father? Father, you've been so much more than good and faithful to us. Father, even, though, even when we were unfaithful, you have been absolutely faithful. You've never let us down. Father, that doesn't mean that things have always gone exactly how we thought they were gonna go, that our plans have always worked out. But Father, it does mean that your perfect plan, Father, is, is, is still good. Father, that you're still in control. And Father, you have have built bridges all along the way. And if we remain faithful, if we follow you step by step, Father, you will lead us into the perfect future that you have for us. So Father, I pray that that each of us is building our faith and faith begins by surrendering to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If we haven't taken that step, then the, the faith is not a part of us. It's in faith. Alone, through Christ alone, that we're saved. So Father, I pray that if there's someone in this room, someone listening online that doesn't know Jesus Christ, they've never surrendered to him in faith, that today would be the day of salvation. Father, for those of us who've been walking with the Lord, Father, I pray that we've not grown comfortable or we've grown casual in our Christianity. Father, we're willing to take leaps of faith, steps of faith. Father, if you're calling us what you're calling us to, that we're preparing ourselves for that. And Father, we're willing to, to take steps even when we don't know where our feet are going to land. Father, b- build within us a faith that has the assurance of, of the things that we hope for in Jesus Christ and a conviction of things that we can't even see. Help us to walk by faith and not by sight. Father, as we, as we worship you one last time, together this morning, I pray that you would speak to us individually about how each one of us this year and and even many years to come can continue to build faith for the future. I pray these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.